Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Uh, welcome to a new episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guests are uh, Soji and Olu. Um, if you guys want to start by just giving yourselves a, a bit of an introduction, uh, and then we'll, we'll get into your story. Cool. Uh, sure, yeah. yeah. My name is uh, Olu, uh, Olu Jagadi, and I've been um, investing, I guess, for, gee, probably over 12 years now. And um, I, you know, I work in the nonprofit uh, field. I love what I do. Uh, so, you know, for me, real estate has just been kind of uh, be, being able to add that extra income uh, to our family, you know, um, a, you know, livelihood. So, um, yeah, so just here to share, you know, what we've been doing. Yeah. Um, and uh, my name is Soji, Soji Bawaji, and um, partners with uh, Olu here. Um, been investing with Olu for about, I'd say about maybe eight years, roughly. Yeah. Around that. Yeah. And uh, prior to that, I, I did a lot of personal investments and I'd buy a house, I'd move out, I'd just rent it for like a few years, which actually did well. I did well with those. I think I had about two or three of those. Mm-hmm. And this is my first foray with Olu really into into the commercial real business setup real invest investment type type thing yeah. and um and so really so that's really been my uh my background very typical of a lot of canadians that want to and want to build equity and build mm-hmm. uh wealth right so that's where we're at right now yeah so i met uh soji at the uh the conference on october 21st uh, 2023 like uh what is that a, a month ago <laughs> ish uh-huh. <laughs> and anyway, uh, so I met him there and we got talking and I was like, we got to do a show about this. We had to, you know, you're, you're buying in the U.S. now. Um, so maybe let's just go in your story, how that progressed, how it went. I don't know which one of you guys want to tackle that. And then we'll we'll see where this leads us. I'll let you do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I, I think we'll kept, kind of go back and forth. But uh, so Soji and I, we, we, we were actively investing together uh, in Canada. Um you know, over the last, I guess, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with COVID and everything kind of paused. And so we still connected and we're friends. So he had come to me to share, uh, you know, touch base, maybe um, just having coffee and uh, just sharing, like he's been learning about investing in the U.S., right? And I was not in any mind space at this point uh, to to do any sort of real estate investing. I'd done quite a bit, made some money, uh, happy with my job. Um, And so, but he's like, yeah, like I'm thinking of doing stuff in the US. Here's uh, this podcast, uh, Canadian Invested in the US. And so he really wanted to, I guess, do a pulse check with me to see what I was thinking. And I had no clue. Uh, obviously, U.S. is 10 times the size. And of course, we know that there's lots of, um, you know, sort of capitalism business and stuff that happens in the U.S. way more than Canada. So I'm like, yeah, obviously, it's great. But I wanted to support him. Um, and he had run a couple of deals by me. So I started to listen to your podcast. And so I'm my background is IT. So I'm very much data driven. Uh, so I probably listened to about 150 
Wow. Uh, of, of your episodes. That's and, great. <laughs> and I, so I, I really got up to speed, you know, uh, with, with everything. And I'm like, okay, you know what? There's something here. And so uh, then Indy, Indy came up huge in some of the podcasts. And I, uh, my, my daughter plays uh, our, we have actually two, four kids, two, two girls, two boys. And so my uh, youngest daughter, she's 14. She uh, plays basketball in Chicago. Well, AAU really. So they go all over in the summertime. So we were going to Chicago for a family vacation. And so I told my wife, I said, honey, we're going to leave a day earlier. And so um, I had made some connections in Indy through like bigger pockets and getting some contacts with agents. And so I'd line things up. So we, we, um, so my family, I don't think they were too happy, uh, but like, you know, cause they're at the hotel and I'm driving around with agents. I want to get a pulse and a feel of the market. Yeah. And so, um, so I don't know we saw half a dozen to 10 different properties and, um, you know, so that was kind of where it began for us because I made a really good connection with an agent there. And, um, you know, I, what, I didn't even know that I was going to buy, uh, or we were going to buy. I didn't know if Soji was ready. I was just like, Hey, I'm in the States. I'm checking things out. Um, and, and then we saw this one property, which eventually we, we went for, and we can talk a bit more about that property, but, uh, maybe, I don't know if Soji wants to, to jump in, but I think. Before you go too far, I'm just going to ask, cause I'm maybe a couple of people are at this popped in their heads as well. You guys are Canadian, right? You, cause as soon as you said, you're like playing basketball in Chicago, you, you, you're Canadian. You're, it's like some sort of travel team that you're going to Chicago, correct? Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like we're kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I'm actually a dual citizen. I'm American and Canadian. Well, um, <laughs> but but I left the US with my family when I was one year old. So um so I've been in Canada like forever. So um it was interesting because and this is where Soji uh is gonna be helpful because we had issues financing the property. Um, because I had no uh, um, American income, I had no credit score, uh, even though I had an SSN, a social security number, and I have an American passport, mm. all I could do was open a bank account at a bank, um, but they were not interested in touching me. And so we were treated like we were, uh, I was Canadian and so was my, my business partner. So this property that we saw it was $80,000 that they were asking for. Yep. And um, it was a, uh, I would say, three bedroom, one bath. Uh, it's in downtown Indy. And it was um, probably about 1,800 square feet, mm -hmm. uh, 170 mm -hmm. uh, deep lot by probably 50 uh, feet wide. So, it yep. was, and it's about a, it was about a hundred years old. So, um, so that was, that's a property. And so, so you can talk about, you know, like how much we end up getting it for and sort of how we had to finance it. Cause we had some issues financing it. Yeah. So I was going to ask you next about how did you finance it? Did you have to fix your credit score first or build a credit score or did you just switch to foreign national lending? How, how did you, how did you deal with the lending part of this? I think all in all, it probably would probably, I guess, out out before in uh, so uh, financing, right? Yeah, yeah, that probably would be what that is. Because what happened was, I, you had this American that had no history in America, and they didn't want to touch him. 
Yeah. He's able to open an account, but I can't even open one, right? Being Canadian, right? And um, so um, they said, well, you know what? Uh, this was Neil at uh, S uh, NSS uh, Financial. Yeah. He yeah. said, you know what? Um, they're going to have to look at my credit history in Canada. Use that to get us a uh, get us the loan that we need. They couldn't use Olu's because he had nothing, and they, so I had the credit history here, yep. and also you know what I think actually what happened was I also had an RBC cross border account, US account. I've been using that a lot over the past two years, so they had that on the American side where they could run that, and it's okay. So I had some credit um, uh, with a, an American bank. Yeah. And so they basically used, um, I think they used my local credit here in Canada and also the fact that I had, I had some credit record in the United States to um, to get a loan. So we pretty much had to come up with 30, 30% roughly, right? Yeah. To, to sort of do that. Because with you, we were hoping we would get a little, uh, we would come in at 20 or so and maybe get the rates a, a little lower. But uh but that didn't happen. I, I mean, it's not a huge am amount of money, which is the other issue. Is like they don't want they want stuff that's above a hundred thousand, right, so they can right. stop making some good money, right? So yeah. our rate was pretty high, but you know, it's a it's a burst. So we were happy with it, and uh, Neil was great. <laughs> you know, he made it work. <laughs> we were happy, and uh, of course, we had to. The only thing we had we had to do was we had to drive across to Buffalo <laughs> to to have it signed in front of a notary. So she met at at, at a restaurant uh, once. Yeah, like at Niagara Falls, right? Niagara Falls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that all the time. I used to go down, and there was a McDonald's across from the Rainbow Bridge, like just down the road, and I'd go meet a notary at the McDonald's. I find a lot of them will now take the Canadian notary and. Uh, you know, there's Ron services now, the remote online notary, which I think it had to it had to do with our 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 lender. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all lender specific. Yeah, yeah, we 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 didn't. Uh, you know, I guess beggars can't be choosers, and we finally found a lender that could fund us. Uh, but you know, like it was really contacts we got off your your podcast. Yeah, um, awesome. I I had tried I, actually like my agent. Um, I had tried to see because because Soji is a money partner. And so like, you know, so I, I have to make everything work. Right. Right. And so um, I tried to get my cousin in the States to, you know, use his uh, credit. Like, he's like, no, I can't. My agent was going to do it, but her husband said no. <laughs> so, uh, so I have a great agent to recommend, but, you know, she did a great job. And so finally I'm like, Soji, uh, we might have to do all cash. Um, you know, you might have to pony up more because we end up getting the property for 60K and um, in, instead of 80, we got it down to 60. So um, it was on your show. He's like, wait a minute. Um, you know, Neil uh, Smith, I believe, yep. uh, you know, he's really good. And so we so then I reached out to him and then Soji and and we made it happen. So. And it was how good. Did you go, how did you go from 80 to 60? How, what, was that because of an appraisal? Like, how did you, how did you convince them to go down that much? Cause that's, I'm not going to do math in my head, but that's probably close to 20%. <laughs> it's a good. Yeah. Cut. <laughs> Hello everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I've created a new coaching program. I believe the new coaching program has way more value than any of the programs that have even existed in the past. What we've done is pre-recorded all the lessons so that you can work through it at your own pace, which is pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up 
on a regular basis to answer the questions, do deal analysis, and actually spend our time together working on things instead of spending our time learning things. I think this will make a seamless transition to buying in the United States and will help you solve a lot of your problems. If this is of interest to you, go to glensutherland.com slash coaching. I hope to help you guys invest in the United States and I hope we provide as much value as possible. Back to the podcast. Yeah, so he was asking for 80 then um, when when we, uh, so, so there was a, I guess, offer pending. So when I got to uh, look at the property, the agent that I used, um, she she actually said, look, I already have a few showings. Maybe, you know, you're in town last minute. Maybe you can just come to these showings and then I'll show you some other properties after. So it was a travel nurse that had the property under contract and um, she got nervous because uh, there was some work to be done. Um, like the roof was a little bit slanty and you know, the basement, um, it was creepy and, and, you know, like they weren't sure if it was, if it was like fully structurally, uh, sound. Mm -hmm. So we did get somebody in to look at that stuff. So, um, so essentially she walked away from the deal and I half jokingly said to the agent when we were there, I'm like, Oh, if she doesn't take it, just call me, which she did call me. Yeah. And (laughs) we went back. Yeah. (laughs) We went back to the seller and we said, look, like there's some repairs here. Um, And so really was for the roof. So he dropped it to, uh, he gave us a credit. He dropped it to 59. We actually paid 59, Mm. 59 for it. And then when we got it estimated by the lender, it estimated at 74. Okay. So we, we got money in the buy. And then on top of that, you're going to have more money because you got that credit. And then once you, because that 74 will be based on what it is right now. But yes. once you go and, you know, take that credit, I assume you took the credit and did the roof and the other things yes. that need to be done. Yeah, so it's it should even appraise for more than that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're adding value doing the hard sell. So anyway, sorry, I, I cut you off there. But that, that was great. Well, that's good. I, I'm taking notes, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the other thing that came out from the final well, when we did the finance with uh, with Neil was, um, I think, because like I said, we're going to ba- we're basically renovating, right? We're going to renovate and and um, and rent for hire and refinance, right? I think the appraisal didn't it come in at one hundred and one hundred and twenty hundred. So the ARV, the ARV, the ARV, okay. yeah. So because we we had basically so we we did this. Um, there's a tenant in there. We bought it tenanted. Okay. So we bought this thing in August, just literally two months ago. Yep. And there's a six-month lease still t- remaining on the current tenant. So they come out February, March. And so what we we had also set aside some money to like our own money, like like to do some rentals. So with the credit and with the money that we'd set aside, we're looking at about 30k that we put into the 60k property mm-hmm. and so the arv should be about 120 once we do everything that we need to do that's perfect so you, you, yeah you pushed it up quite a bit which is really nice um i had something in my head now i just it just slipped because i was busy listening to you <laughs> <laughs> but uh no no that's good um anyway continue and I'll, it'll pop back in my head <laughs> yeah. yeah like um i think it was also to like just some of the um, things that we discovered were like, oh, we learned 
it off the show, like even having to go across the border. Yeah. And they're like, okay, this is it. We tried to push for the notary to meet us here, but yeah. right. But I'm like, well, remember, like it's this is how it works. So <laughs> we I do hard lining up our schedules, uh, because we both work busy jobs and you know, we have to and then oh the other issue that we found in closing is it seems like here in Canada, closing is more firm, but in the US it's a moving target. Yeah, so it, it's mind blowing. I like I don't know how people buy a house and then plan to like schedule a moving truck i i don't even know how that works <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i because you know it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to close that day and sometimes you find out that day of that the the lender just hasn't sent their wire or whatever we literally, we literally had a uh glenn we had a 10-day window to it was any day i was like because soji's job is um less flexible than mine yep and so i'm like hey buddy i can go any day but he's like, it doesn't work that way for my job. So every day we had to call the agent and is it today? Is it today? And then finally they give us the clear to close. Yeah, I yeah. think late evening. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, so he had to keep readjusting his schedule, yeah. like based on maybes. So <laughs> that's to prepare people, yeah. prepare people for that. It, because if you have to travel across the border yeah. uh, on a dime, how do you do that? Yeah, really hard. Really hard. It's also the you know what it is, Glenn, too, as well. It's also this that psychological fear we have in Canada, knowing that this is how we've been, right? Where when you have a closing date, yeah, if you don't meet it, you're gonna get slapped hard, right? It's gonna cost you, right? Yeah. And so I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm getting anxious. I'm like, we have to close this thing, we gotta right. close this thing, we gotta close this thing. And then and and <laughs> and then um <laughs> Neil's like saying, ah, it's okay, we we'll just move it a, a couple of days, it's fine. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a mind change. It's crazy. Uh, we have a property we were supposed to close on Monday, and we're recording this on a Thursday, and we're still not closed. But it's not our fault. We we're ready to go. We have yeah. Tax, right. Sometimes a title issue comes up. There's a lien, or no, they had a tax lien on the property. They're trying to sort out. So it's not us. But yeah, it's a moving target. We were ready to fund on Monday, right? We were ready to to rock it, and it just things change, right? Um, I had a question. You, you guys were saying you're doing, you know, um, you got it appraised with an ARV and you got it um, put a loan on it. So did you do like a fix and flip loan or you did like a long term loan and you're planning to refinance out of the long term loan? Uh, fix and flip. OK. All right. All right. That makes a lot more sense. So, yeah. OK, that that makes a lot more sense. I got I am, I'm understanding because I'm like, you guys are going to have a lot of fees when you go to break that long term loan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a yeah. lot of people don't realize that, you know, the. the the long yeah, we got the twelve month uh, fees and the fixed yeah. flips are all front end fees. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and even those rates too were were a bit mind boggling. I was like saying to to um to Neil and also said to Olu that man, it's pretty high. And um, and Neil Neil goes, well, you know what? It's normal for two reasons. It is a flip. It's a sh very short term loan. Um, it is a small amount as as far as the lender is concerned. Yep. So they're trying to. I, I think. I think. Um. I think we. I think it was about twelve or thirteen percent. Yeah. or Something like yeah. that. Right? Yeah. It was right. about thirteen percent. Thirteen percent. Right. Yeah. Which a lot of people like. They're gonna like their draw is gonna drop. But this is not. <laughs> this is not a long term loan. This is to do the renovation, and then you're gonna refi into something else. <clears throat> it's like a lot of people even in Canada would use, or even in the U.S. would use like a a private loan, like from another investor and pay them, you know, 12 or 13%. And, you know, it's the way that the lenders like to word it is it's like 1% per month, right? Um, yeah. you're doing it right. You're not staying in this loan for that long, right? You're going to go in and then you're going to 
well, right now you're, you guys are probably waiting. Hopefully the first quarter, there's a half point drop or something, right? And um, maybe, maybe yeah. get the refi going. <laughs> well, I'm kind of hoping that by the time it's all done, that this, this American guy we have here that, you know, will be able to, will be able to take advantage of that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So I, so basically my broker said in six months, um, so I have my credit card and, and everything. It says, just keep using your credit card in about six months. You should have a score that we could use. So, have you like been checking it or like do you use like, you know, I don't know, there's millions of apps to see what it's at or how it's do you know? About three months now. So I, I was kind of not going to check until the four month mark, but is there any apps that you suggest would be good? Um, Honestly, because right now, in, at least until the uh, end of the month, um, I'm still using foreign nationals. So honestly, to pull a foreign national credit score, I found it really hard. Credit Karma couldn't do it. A lot of those, you know, if I went to Equifax or TransUnion or Marit, yeah. They, they weren't they weren't able to pull it right they were it was actually mail aways and it's more difficult to do it so i found it the easiest way to do it is just to do a loan and get the ask the lender what they pulled because they'll pull uh, it. okay um, okay okay but, ask for, but you as a social security number there's tons of apps that can pull that up okay depending on where you bank they might even be able yeah. to show it like some of my yeah, yeah i just thought about that i have a banker oh and... amex if you have an amex you can click on the thing and it'll tell you what your credit is. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. I have an Amex too. Cool. I haven't checked mine. It's tricky with your foreign national. Sometimes it'll work and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> but with a social security number, it'll work. Um, yeah. We, when when I walked into the the bank and um and yeah, it was it was it was a little bit of a scary experience to walk in into an American bank because it's just completely different. It's different like, feel. Different feel. Um, you know, it was like there was no one there, uh, you know, and, you know, they had these couches and it, so, um, but yeah, so the guy was very friendly though, um, because I opened my account outside of Philly and okay. um, my, my daughter goes to school at Villanova, which is right outside of Philly and she's a basketball player. And so when he found out that she's one of the college players, and he's like, hey, whatever you need, right? Yeah. And I feel like he actually, because we had an issue getting me a bank account because I didn't have an American address. And so he sort of allowed me to use my cousin's address. Ah. And to get my credit card was also an issue because I didn't have an American address. And they had to, you know, you know, move heaven and earth. But yeah, so this guy is a good guy. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> So no, you're I, working on fixing the credit and then the, the hope that will help the refi whenever that gets all. And honestly, yeah. I want to stay in touch with you because I'm, I'm in the middle of my visa right now and I'm going to get my social security number I'm expecting in the next month. So wow, congratulations. Then, uh, I want to, well, maybe we'll compare notes or what our plans are about building. Yeah, that's yeah, been awesome. a journey for you. I know you've been talking about that for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> I started it four years ago and then I stopped. And then stopped. Anyway, <laughs> anyway that's, a, that's a whole other story. We're going to go down. <laughs> But um, maybe I think some people are talking, you were talking about like doing like your first property in the United States. And you also talking about doing a fix and flip loan, which the other part of the fix and flip loan that we didn't talk about is the contracting um, and do actually doing this renovation. How, how is that, that went for you guys? How is that going to go? Or how is that going to go? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because we, so, so the roof is being done, um, but the internal, because there's a tenant in there. So still a six month lease left. We do have some good contacts and contractors and everything. So it's just a matter of when they leave, then we'll see how that goes for us. 
Hmm. But, but the good thing right now is everything is paying for itself, even with the loan, with the 13% loan that we got. That's great. Um, because the the total value was only 40K that we borrowed. And so, and the tenant is paying about 825. So it's more than the 1% rule. Yeah. It's probably like 13, 14, 15%. So it's covering all our costs right now. Well, that, that, that takes the pressure off a lot too, right? Um. Yeah, you know, you have still have like a, a probably a twelve or thirteen month note, but you can always extend, right? You right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you can always extend, and I, I've, I usually don't like to do that, but I've done it once, right? I've had to do the the extension just because of you know extenuating circumstances. Um, but yeah. it's interesting, and it's nice that you have the tenant there to because that's one of the things that's the hardest things when you're doing like a construction is a lot, and you're doing a fix and flip loan. A lot of times you're you know paying a twelve or thirteen percent note. Um, and you have no income coming in. <laughs> so you're like, right. where is this coming from? You're like, keep sending money from Canada or wherever. And it's just, it's a, it, it makes things a lot more stressful and difficult because where is that money coming from? It's probably lines of credit, at least a lot of cases, lines of credit, or it's coming from off of your personal income or, you know, sometimes they have people have savings, wherever it, it all changes. Right. Um, so the, I'm going on a rant, but back to the contracting. So what's, what is the plan for that? Like, um, you're waiting for them to leave. When does that happen? And then um, have you figured the con found the contractor? Have you got that all set up? And are they just waiting for you to say go? Yeah, we 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 I have two contractors. Uh, my real estate agent, she's got a team, and she's like, yeah, we can help you. But also my property manager, um, he's also has a team, and he's also a real estate uh, like brokerage. Mm -hmm. which I didn't know that. But it seems like a lot of the um, sort of medium, not of not a massive, he only has about a thousand properties, maybe only, yeah. um, but he started a real estate company and he's got a team. And so um, so it's actually interesting because when I, when I had to get some of my estimates, he was like, am I doing the estimates or or your people because i was using the agents um contractors right so i was kind of pitting both of them against each other okay let me get the quotes from you know so i was a bit too hands-on i think i was frustrating him because some <laughs> of the contract um contractors that were actually the same the more reputable ones were the same that the agents had and that he had depending who's so, going through who's managing yeah so but we definitely have some some good sort of contacts and uh like we're just doing a simple sort of um you know, like repairs, like, you know, changing the carpets to more like um, fake, fake wood, like laminate, and uh, maybe doing a tub surround, and maybe, maybe putting a new facing onto the cupboards in the kitchen, not going to do a totally new kitchen. So it's quite superficial, it's not going to be massive. Which is nice, and it's so you it shouldn't take as long either. Um, yeah, theoretically. Exactly. Um, when you're getting multiple quotes, did and they knew about it, were they charging you for the quotes, uh, or was it they they were okay to you know go bid that out for you for free? Um, no, no, they. I think it was just the one time that they found out. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but no, I wasn't charged for it. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> now, sometimes, especially if they know you're having multiple quotes, they'll be like, "Oh, I want I want to get paid for my time because there's not an, even a guarantee I'm going to get the yes, job yeah. at the end of it, right?" Um, so you're going to do this, uh, this tenant turnover. So our tenant leave, uh, fix this up. Um, is there room for the rents to move up as well during that period? 
for the rent to move up like in yeah, terms is there of like the, a you know based on what market rent is and like oh, where yeah. it's below and that's what your plan was to move yeah. it up where was that how much were, were, were we looking at eight eight hundred to was it a thousand or twelve twelve hundred a month yeah it's between that we're looking at about eleven hundred for the max yeah um and uh maybe ten fifty so anywhere between a thousand and eleven hundred Yep. So the comps in, in the area that'll be nice too right you, you can you move to a different loan program right and then hopefully your payments come down but your leverage are going to go up so maybe it'll stay fairly similar i'm not sure <laughs> doing the math um yeah. <laughs> and then you get some higher rent and you make it go through that's cool um i'm just curious um you guys i guess it wouldn't work for the appraisal but what i'm what i'm always was curious about is did you ever propose to the current tenant to just bump their rent to like 1100 and see if they take it Rather than doing all the renovations, that's a thought. Mm. I don't think we did. Because <laughs> they can always say no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the thing is, it might it might uh, it might affect your refi then, right? Like you wouldn't be able to like necessarily appraise for the same amount if you haven't done those same things. But you did the roof, right. you did some of the things. I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like it, it depends on the property, the financial you know, who need, if they need the money back and, you know, what, what your kind of goals are. It's just something that just popped in my head. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I think we did think that if we did the reno, we could offer the um, tenant back, but because we wanted the ARV to go up so that we could get a good refi rate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. All but, right. But, but, I, but I do wonder if, I mean, how many scenarios do we, is this even practical to and think that maybe even with, with the tenant there and the rent going up, if they will still stay within the building whilst we reno. So uh, it's going to come down to a lot of different factors because it's, hmm. you know, um, what, how much, how many other buildings are available for rent in that area? What do they rent for? Um, if they have to move into a more expensive one anyway, right? Maybe you could even just say, yeah. hey, we're going to reface this on a weekend when you're gone. Just let us know, right? And we'll slowly do some of the stuff while you're in here. If you agree to the higher price, we're going to, you know, add some value to you. Um, but do they have other options? And, um, you know, because it has to be possibly if their kids, like, for instance, like a basketball player, they might want to stay with the same school. They don't want to switch schools. So they have to have what is like the vacancy rate in that neighborhood, or for that school zone, right? So you just have to go look up what the school zone is, where the where the lines are to draw for that, and you know maybe there's uh, an incentive to stay there, right? And it, like that's the same thing you have in even Canada. Sometimes people, if you even give them say cash for keys to leave, they could have just you know paid a little bit more and stayed in the same property and had to uproot their school, their kids, and everything else, right? Um, and especially when you're talking, like, I think I can't remember the number. I think you said 850 a month or whatever, 850 to yeah. 1050 or, or even do it as a graduated, right? So 850 and we'll move it to a thousand. We're going to work on renovations. When the renovations are done, we're going to move it to 1100. And if, you know, and, and they, they have tons of lead up time. So they're like, okay, if this doesn't work out in a year, I'm just going to, I'll find somewhere else to live. Right. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, the reason that, that's not a bad idea is uh, I know right now the um, sort of there's a lot of like um, inventory in the market, in the rental market right now, just talking yeah. to the property managers in Indy. So, I mean, going into Thanksgiving and Christmas, February, but even prior, even right now, like it's just not a great time because people are not moving. Uh, stuff is expensive. 
And so he said uh, the turnover, sorry, the rental, um, I guess, time period yep. to, to rent a place is now longer in, in, yeah. in, in Indy right now, just because of the market. So if yeah. we can hold on to a tenant, why not? Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's, it, yeah, exactly what you said. I don't need to re, re say it, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you don't need the longer period. So what's the, um, what's the plan going forward? Like after you, you're, you're getting, you know, once we've kind of talked about this project, when you get this one done or do you start another one or how, how does this, how does this look going forward for the future of your guys' company? Um, yeah, let's do G. Yeah, here, here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts. Yeah. Which you, you can ask, <laughs> which we've kind of talked about. Um, so obviously where at the borough, you want to pull out your initial investment and hopefully pull out some equity as yep. long as you pay the mortgage and you have it rented, right? You want you want to do that. We want I want to, we want to take that money, we want to funnel it into an, uh, another project mm-hmm. and kind of do the same thing. Um, um, that's just one aspect. The other aspect is obviously I'm looking at multiplex uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, or whatever is out there that kind of makes sense. And um, and um, and maybe even uh, duplexes or fourplexes or you know it all depends really. And and um, I, I like to run a lot of these ideas by Olu as well because um, I see him as part of what I need to get done. Let's <laughs> 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 get it done, you know. <laughs> so um, that's kind of where those are my thoughts, right? On that, right? Yep. You know, and. Um, yeah, yeah I've, I've had some duplexes in in uh, Indianapolis myself, and mm-hmm. they they lease up. Like people are, it's it, they're they're sought after, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we're we're on the same page. I think that um, I mean, so Soji and I both have separate things going on as well. So, but uh, I think even in the U.S., we're looking at maybe we're both at in in Indy, but we're also maybe separately looking at a couple of different places. Like I'm looking mm-hmm. at San Antonio. I know he's looking at Ohio right now. I'm kind of interested in Ohio, um, but I really want to, you know, be entrenched in Indy first. So, but definitely duplexes um, would be the next step. Maybe a triplex, maybe a fourplex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I did get a, I did get a lead a few months ago from a friend of mine that lives in Baltimore. Talks about uh, somebody he knows that buys uh run uh, run down uh uh buildings uh, uh duplexes and stuff in different neighborhoods and tries yep. to them himself because that's what he does and he's looking for uh investment and the investments are not that much ten thousand twelve thousand twenty thousand to to um to get the work done and then they they uh they either flip it or they 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 uh, they hold you know they might maybe if it's a fourplex they might you know flip two and hold two or something or hold one. Um, yes, yeah. kind of talked about that, but I haven't spoken uh, <laughs> with him in a while to see how practical that, that is. But I also want to make sure things are set up right. You know, you don't want to throw money at your cousin yeah. because yeah. they oh. can build a shed or something. <laughs> 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 make sure everything's set up right. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and, and you're constantly going to keep fixing it. I just am redoing my structure right now. Um, yeah. You know, 
your company grows, you have different businesses that kind of start joining into your company and you have to make stuff work so that you're happy or that IRS and Canada Revenue are happy with you (laughs) 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 or you're happy with what they're charging you. (laughs) Maybe it's the other way around. Um, Guys, if people wanted to get a hold of you, what's uh, what's the best way to track you guys down? Uh, For me, it's uh, email. Uh, It's O-L-U. A E G E D E two at gmail.com. Awesome. And, uh, and for me, it is uh, Soji, S-O-J-I dot Bawaji, B-E-W-A-J-I at protonmail.com. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks guys for coming on the show. I think that uh, this will be one that uh, a lot of people will be interested in. People are always interested in, well, people are always interested in Indy. People are always interested in the, the stories and how everything goes. So this is- Yeah, if they have any questions about Indy, yeah. and, you know, yeah, let us know. I mean, we're still learning, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And, and even just, just real quick, and even just the, the, the first- the first property, the first move is always a big deal. It's just so much so, harder the first one. Yeah, with your head, can I do it? Should I do it? I'm putting money here. Am I, I'm, am I going to lose it? Yeah. Making that first. It's just taking yeah. action. And so yeah. I knew that when Olu, uh, uh, when he contacted me on, on this, I just said to my wife, you know what? We just got to do it. I mean, it's it's great because it's not a huge am- amount of money. Yeah. yeah. And so you ask yourself one question. If you lose it, if you lose it all, is it going to bother you that much, right? Are you going to, you know, is this your life savings? And we figure, okay, you know what? We'll mm-hmm. put it at risk. It's a great way to start, get the feel, see what everybody does, see how much it costs and all that kind of stuff. And I'm glad that we did. So now it, it sets up, up up for something even bigger, better and larger, you know? So we're really happy about that. And and I just want to say um, your show has really helped, helped us Absolutely. out in so many ways. and. <laughs> And I also got connected to Trust Your Talent. Uh, you know, I heard of Brooke Shang uh, on your Brooke show. And Tim as well. And I got yeah, Tim. And so I, I got connected to their program. And so I'm I'm in their community. And so your show, so I'm I'm kind of in several places, but your show has been like the kind of folk hub uh, and the connecting point for all those things. So thank you so much yes, for thank, what you're doing. Thank you. Really appreciate, oh, it. appreciate it. And I love the attitude. That's the way to do it, right? You just, you go there, you get a nice, good, like, you know, I think that's a great property. Like it's, at least it sounds like it, but get it like a good one. And then uh, people try to go for the home runs right off the start, like the right. million perfect, you know, I'm going to like put money in, I'm going to triple it <laughs> on the first go. Right. And um, sometimes you can do that, but honestly, a lot most people that I find that are, that's their goal they just sit there on the sidelines for so long and it's better to get in, get your money moving, make some money, get out, get, learn some stuff, keep growing, keep pushing. And it'll just, it just keeps getting easier. Each project, you keep finding better deals. You can network expands. The contractors are happy to work with you. Just everything keep, continues to get easier. It's the first ones that are hard, hardest out of the ones anyway. Anyway, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. I, I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was a nice video. Bye.